day, you can sit up there and say, like, I can tell you that, okay, that we can talk about two factions. I can sit up here and talk to you about, I can sit up here and talk to you about the Black Panther Party that was pro-gun and everything like that. And I can talk to you about the KKK. Is there any more Black Panthers around? It's not, but it's KKK. It's not. Though. It's a rock of KKK around though. It's gonna is is a situation. But they was, but, but you, they was a, a a group. So it's look, Tay, you gotta understand. They was a group against certain things, and we're not gonna get into that. But they was a group against certain things. If y'all wanna know that, we can, y'all can hit up my man Scott on his unprocessed, unknowledged yes, podcast. Lord. Yeah, he shout out Scott. He, Scott. Shout out Scott. He will tell you knowledge about shit like that. Welcome to the Unprocessed Knowledge Podcast. Shout out three stars, two bars podcast. That's stars and bars with a Z. Yes, that is what I'm here for. For <laughs> I am here <laughs> to tell people knowledge about things like that. Since we're talking about the Black Panther Party, let's hear from the chairman. Basically knowing my ideology, basically you know, me knowing yours, you can... Uh Support some of our programs, is that what you're saying? Why not? And you believe in programs like the Breast of Children program and free health clinics? Right on, brothers? We believe they're good things. Uh-huh. As a focal point to organize their mothers and fathers. Uh-huh. Peace. Mm-hmm. There's no educational program here? Uh, that's come out of social action. You know, you set that up, brother. I mean, we can't put everything on one piece of paper. What about this bank? Credit union? Mm-hmm. Credit union. Credit union, my brother. Is a if bank. You're hip to, are you hip to credit unions? It is a bank. Yeah, you go and buy money? Yeah. Yeah. It's a bank. It's a bank. Owned by the people. Run for the people. And by the people. Mm-hmm. What will money be given out to people for? Well, the people would decide that. You want to buy, you know, whatever, you know, the people in the community would decide. You need some living room furniture, maybe? You need a car, maybe? See, I got it. The thing is, with me, you dig, I, I need to know some more about it. I wish you had some more literature about the educational thing here. Because, you dig, as far as we're concerned, you know, and the struggle, where we look at struggle, is that uh, this depends on the educational thing, you dig. Because of... This depends on the education. Well, the whole thing. No, but in the end, this does. You, you can form this with no education. You can uh, form this and this. No, not, not the way we're talking about forming it. You know, right. We're talking about forming it right. You know, it's not on the paper. We didn't write it on no, the paper. No, formal writing, no education. No. Let me give you an example. Uh, you, you, your Mo Kenyatta formed the excellent revolution with no education. And on the day of the end thing, your Mo told the motherfucker, I said, well, uh, you know, you've been educated to uh, uh, hate the enemy, but uh, I'm your brother. I'll help you lead the revolution. Now I'm more pressure. Another example, Papa Doc in Haiti. Papa Doc in Haiti hated everything white. Man, you couldn't put this white paper in front of Papa Doc's face. But he moved all the white people out and he took over and be a president. He did, causing no education. And the people that had been educated, they said that we don't hate the motherfucker white people, we hate the oppressor, whether he be white, black, brown, or yellow. So we got to know your educational program to find out what is going to be in the finale. A lot of people work. Your Mokinyat is called not a never a revolutionary, but an ex-revolutionary. So it's Papa Doc. They brought on a successful revolution. That thing in under my mind was a bitch. Bantu freedom fighters, all that kind of action. But what we're saying is, that it's the end. But you don't judge Castro now. 
You can't do it. Nobody in this room could judge whether Castro was going to be a revolutionary or not. Uh, you know what I mean? We're talking about things, you know what I mean, uh, with uh, China, the People's Republic, and even at the stage they're in now, talking about even going on further into a communistic state. That's what we're talking about. That was a revolutionary. So we got to understand here the educational program that you have to be able to figure out whether it will go on the right lines where the people will end up in a situation where they can be able to really control themselves. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, with no education, the people that take this local foundation and start stealing money because they won't be really educated to why it's the people's thing anyway. You understand what I'm saying? With no education, you have neocolonialism instead of colonialism like you got in uh, Africa 9, like you got in, uh, in, uh, in uh, Haiti. So what we're talking about is there has to be uh, an educational program. That's very important. As a matter of fact, we are so important for us that a person has to go through six weeks of our political education before he can consider himself a member of the party, able to even run down ideology for the party. Why? Because if they don't have an education, then they know where. You dig what I'm saying? That was the chairman, Fred Hampton, on the importance of education. You want to know what the Black Panthers stood for? Well, they stood against oppression. They were not anti-white. They were not anti-government. They were anti-oppression. Being a member of the Black Panther Party was more than just carrying around a firearm and looking cool and talking cool and talking about how you're a member of a radical group. It was about thinking. It was about educating yourself. Logic, facts, common sense. We have to be against oppression no matter what form it comes in and no matter who the oppressor is. Now, you may hear a lot of people say, oh, they were anti-government. Well, you may think they were anti-government because the United States government has for over 400 years now maintained upheld and enforced a system of oppression and that's where they that is what they were against the black panther party was against oppression and to be against oppression you gotta have a revolutionary mind state what does that mean you have to be able to think for yourself thinking educating reading learning applying right how does one think for themselves? You have to apply logic, facts, and common sense. That is what we are going to discuss today. We are going to talk about the revolutionary mindset. We are going to talk about logic, facts, and common sense. Let me pay some bills first. Uh, everybody should be following me on Instagram at unprocess underscore knowledge. My latest work, Hypocrisy in America, the Veil of White Supremacy, is available on Amazon on Amazon.com. My first novel, Exodus 2035, is also available on Amazon.com and Kindle. If you have a Kindle, you can get that on your kindle or if you do not have a kindle you can download the kindle app you just download the app on your ipad on your iphone and you can access all the kindle products there you can get all my products through the kindle app also my very first book systemic racism and capitalism alliance of oppression is also available on amazon.com if you can't find it, uh, follow me on Instagram. It's one of my highlighted stories. Um, you should be able to find it there. Uh, they're all available on Amazon. All right. Back to the broadcast.
Let's really break this down and look at it. Logic. What is that? I'm not talking about the rapper. They just retired. Logic is defined as reasoning conducted or assessed according to strict principles of validity. That's the definition of logic. I want you guys to walk with me now. Walk with me. Walk with me. We're going we gonna to walk through this together. If you touch a hot stove, you will get burned. That's logical. If you budget your money, you can ensure your bills are paid. That's logical. If you eat right and exercise regularly, your health will improve. Okay? That's logic. Reasoning conducted or assessed according to strict principles of validity. These things are valid. We know these things. What is a fact? A fact is a thing that is known or proved to be true. Either you know it's true or you can prove it's true. That's what makes it a fact. We live in an era where people will tell you something is fake if they don't like it. Just because you don't like something don't mean it's not true. Okay? They tell us people protesting for social justice hate law enforcement and they want tyranny. They want to take your house, take your car. They want to take, you know, all the money you got in your bank account and go spend it. They want to rob, loot, cheat and steal. They tell us. When Colin Kaepernick said he was protesting. Against racial injustice. They said he was protesting against America. Okay, that's those aren't facts. A fact is a thing you can know or you can prove to be true. Let's get to the last thing. Common sense. The definition of common sense. What is that? Good sense and sound judgment and practical terms. Logic, facts and common sense. Okay, these are the things we're going to have to use to think for ourselves. If you really want that revolutionary mind state, you got to use these three principles, especially going into an election season. Because you are going to be told a lot of things and they're going to try to sell you on a lot of policies. That don't support logic, facts and common sense. We'll get there. The way you use logic and facts, unfortunately, way too many people don't apply common sense to it. <laughs> okay? They could get, you know, they understand the logic part, they understand the facts part, but somehow they just missed the boat when it came to the common sense part. Okay? You can give them the logic and the facts, 
and they will turn their asses around and do the exact opposite of what is clearly the right thing to do. <laughs> All right, y'all know somebody like that, right? Let's. I'm. I'm gonna use a. Uh, I'm gonna use a situation that that most people can probably relate to. If you have not been in this situation, you probably know someone in this situation. Let's talk about the dating game. All right. If you're single and you're in the dating game or, you know, one upon once upon the time you were or, you know, some people that are, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to apply to you. But let's say it was you. Or someone you were close to. They could meet someone who seems pretty together. You know, you're out, you're single, yeah, you're, you're dating, you're going over your options. You meet someone who seems pretty together. They might not be rich. But they can provide for themselves. You know, they, they work it. They may not be the life of the party, but but they have, you know, decent personality. They, they got conversation. You know, y'all, y'all had a cool little vibe going. They may not be the most attractive person, but they weren't ugly. You know, not embarrassed to be seen with, with them or anything like that. But for some reason, that's not what you like. You pass on this particular person and you go for what you like. And what you like is a flaming hot mess with a ton of baggage and angry, bitter exes all over the place. Everyone is telling you this won't end well. But do you listen? No. And lo and behold, this train wreck of a relationship had you praying that you had listened and left this person the hell alone. This person then dragged you through the ringer, got you stressed out, got bags under your eyes, your hair falling out. You know, you on the edge of a mental breakdown. But you put yourself in the situation because you didn't use common sense. And the reality of the situation is people who want to do what they want to do in spite of all logic, facts, and common sense. They look for other ways to justify their bad decisions. They look for other ways to justify their BS. Now think about everything I just said. In the Breonna Taylor situation, We know the facts. We know she was murdered. And we know who murdered her. So logically, if someone commits a murder and everyone knows who did it, that person should be held accountable for the murder. So common sense should obviously lead to the arrest and conviction of the officers involved in the murder of Breonna Taylor. So why hasn't it happened yet? Because they are using nonsense and doing whatever they want to do to cover up the injustice of the woman's murder. It doesn't add up. Okay. Anytime. You go down the checklist, logic, check, facts, check, 
common sense check if it doesn't add up something's wrong and everybody knows something is wrong right oppression is wrong disenfranchisement systematic racism systematic oppression is wrong it goes it defies all logic facts and common sense and if you really want a revolutionary mindset you can't divide you can't defy logic facts and common sense because that will lead you on the path to destruction that will lead you on the path to being the oppressor all right it's really not hard to get these um agents of oppression <laughs> you know these white supremacists and they minions you know the oppressor and the helpers of the oppressor it's really not hard to defeat them mentally all you got to do is use logic facts common sense and ask questions okay a murder was committed we know who did it how come he, that person has not been arrested okay murder is against law no one is above the law so what what are y'all doing about this murder now don't fall for the buckets and buckets of words don't fall for the distraction don't fall for the look at my left hand and i don't have anything up my sleeve don't fall for any of the parlor tricks the distractions the buckets and buckets of words stick to the lot stick to the facts stay logical use common sense and just keep hammering that point home and don't let them distract you because that's really what they want to do all right right now they playing the waiting game they're really just trying to wait this thing out that's really what's happening in the brianna taylor situation they just trying to wait this thing out and hope people forget about it they hope people stop talking about it stop tweeting about it stop posting about it you know they they ready for the uh the nfl season to kick off they ready <laughs> they ready for trump to do something crazy you know Let's talk about anything else besides this thing. But we can't. We got to continue to talk about it. And we can't let it go. All right. We need justice. Let's replace the system of systematic racism, white supremacy, the system of oppression with a system of justice. Now, as I said earlier in the broadcast, we are in full swing of an election season. Currently, the Democratic Convention, the virtual Democratic Convention convention is going on. I got to slow myself down sometimes, guys. When I when I speak too fast, I mispronounce my words and I definitely don't want to do that. I need to be professional and use the Queen's English and pronunciate on this broadcast. And I got a serious question for everybody. Because this is going to come up. It's going to come up often. And it's going to come up. If. The Democratic candidates. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Running for office. Kamala Harris. Which. you know, The first black woman. To be. To run as vice president. So. We'll see how things go. Um. You know, a lot of people were upset. A lot, a lot of people, you know, people, hey, use logic, facts, common sense. 
use logic, facts, and common sense, guys. You are entitled to your opinion. You can say what you want to say. Um, I don't think who the vice president is swings the vote one way or another. This is this is Joe Biden versus Donald Trump. That's you know what I think. Um, I have not seen a whole lot of data that that would lead me to believe that whoever the vice presidential pick is really swings the election one way or the other. And on the other side of that, I mean, you know, Joe Biden asked her and she accepted. It, so you can't, can't be mad at that. I mean, he asked her and she said yes. So it is what it is. I mean, <laughs> can't get mad at somebody for accepting an invitation. That's just, you know, the way I feel about it. Um, all the problems black people uh, face today. Um, I'm not thinking about Kamala Harris as, <laughs> uh, you know, on, as as far as list of problems goes. That, that's not what my mindset is. What is a minority? What is it? We've all heard it. You know, minority, minority, minority. These are for minorities. What is that really? What's, what's that word really mean? This is a word that people throw around when they want to cause confusion because a minority is not clearly defined and the group they are talking about changes depending on the situation and many situations it simply mean anyone who isn't a straight white male. All right. In many situations, that's what the word minority means. Anyone who is not a straight white man. Think about that. Now, that's the, that's a large group. By definition. A minority is anything that is the smaller number or part. I'm reading the definition now. Especially a number that is less than half. All right. Here are some of the groups that are classified as minorities. So-called blacks, Latinos, Asians, Native Americans, Pacific Islanders, Native Alaskans, people of Arabic descent, Jewish people, which is a religion. Not a not a racial group. Remember, you know, Drake is Jewish. Sammy Davis Jr. was Jewish. Dr. Yosef Ben Yakadin was Jewish. And those were black men. So it's not a racial classification. It's religion. Women are considered minorities. And the LGBT plus. All those groups I just mentioned, depending on the situation, are considered minorities. Whenever we hear the word minority being thrown around, we need to stop and clarify who they are talking about specifically. And let's not use the word minority. Because that's basically everybody It's, it's too broad of a term. All right. The biggest group that benefit from affirmative action are actually white women. Did you know that? Because in the workplace, white women are considered minorities. And 
And if you didn't know that, you guys need to go and pick up Hypocrisy in America, The Veil of White Supremacy, available on Amazon.com. One of the tricks they pulled on black people in the 60s. After they caught all that hell and fought for civil rights, when those bills got passed and the tangibles came, they put language in those bills that they were for minorities. Now, everyone can take advantage of the benefits that black people specifically put in work and fought for, including some of them racist white women who were oppressing black people. They were even able to take advantage of some of those benefits because they were classified as minorities. All right. Think about that. When other groups get something for their pain and suffering, you better not even think about taking your black behind down there and trying to get some of what is theirs. And they will have no problem telling you that, you know, this is for us. But when we as black people who are old. Get something tangible. Here comes the deceptive language. And they make it accessible for everyone. And we get so caught up in the symbolic victory that we let it happen. We got to wake up and be smarter. Because they will try to do it again. All right. With everything that's been going on around social justice, social justice and the selection in the past uh, few weeks. campaigns the debates they're kicking off and the democratic party has already started playing the word game all right we we got to use logic facts and common sense we got to call it what it is joe biden we have to hold him accountable and demand specific language as to who who these policies are for so there is no confusion. All right. I won't go into the whole thing. It's an old story. But a few weeks ago, Joe Biden talked about supporting this multi-million dollar bill that will give relief to minorities. I just told you who the minorities were. And I saw a ton of black folk. You know, jumping up and down and cheering this on, and that's what we need, and that's what we need to, you know, get ourselves right, and you know, we, let's 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 get them in the White House, so so you know we can get this funding, and you know we really need this. Well, okay, well you know, I, I, black people always end up being the face of it, but what we really gonna get out of it, out the policy? And that's a fair question to ask. Okay, us as black people, before any. Govern, governing body, local or federal, provides any kind of relief, assistance, or reparations, we have to demand specific language for who it is for. And if it's going to be for everybody, say that. Make it plain. We can't have any confusion on what's being provided for who. No confusion. 
Everyone needs to know it needs to be clear. Because they put these policies in place that is for everyone. And when they want to destroy the character of black people. They will say we're the takers. We're the lazy ones. We just want a handout. All right. They have no problem painting the picture as if we are just sitting around collecting all these benefits from all these programs with the word minority attached to it. And that's not the case. They make the black woman the welfare queen. Ronald Reagan did that in the 80s. Had a commercial with a, a you know, a black woman in a fur coat and a Cadillac pulling up to the welfare office. <laughs> all right. They made black people the face of affirmative action. I just told you who, who the number one benefit of who benefits from affirmative action the most. All right. Twenty eight percent of all welfare recipients are white. Twenty eight percent. That's more than any other racial group. All right. While I'm talking, let's do some research on the fly. Let's look at the numbers. How what? Uh, how many percentage of welfare recipients are black? Let me check. Hold on. Let's look at it together. A little less than 22%. And when it comes to food stamps, 37% of the people who receive food stamps are white. And less than 22% are classified as African American. So... We see who benefits the most from these programs. I mean, they collect data on these type of things. It's not me picking on nobody. This is just the facts. So we see who benefits the most, but we see who who becomes the face of it. Anytime it's anything negative, black people become the face of it. All right. If it's if it's supposed to represent something bad or something downtrodden or failure, and I'm not talking about anybody who's on uh, public assistance, but being on public assistance has been has been shown as a symbol of you're not doing good at all, right? Right? No one, no one's goal is to be on public assistance. That's what I'm trying to say, right? It's looked at as a negative, and anytime something is associated with a negative, we associate it with black, all right? Project housing, food stamps, public assistance, right? Not being able to pay your bills. Bad credit, right? We've all heard those comedians tell jokes. It's always so, you know, multiple children by multiple men or multiple children that you're not taking care of, you know, going in and out of prison, right? If it's negative, it's associated with black. We always become the face of it. Hollywood plays a, plays a big part in that, but that'll be a show for another day. It was something else I wanted to. Oh, one more thing I need to cover before I get out of here, guys. Here's another one straight from the brand spanking new three stars, two bars podcast. Do y'all think Martin Luther King got killed? Oh, I was I, I was gonna get into that. That's crazy. Oh. Yes, he what he got killed. No, he got killed when he got shot. But what, did he? Do y'all think he got killed when he got shot? No. So I heard somebody. I don't know who said this, bro. I was watching the interview. The guy said, no, it was Montana 300, I think. 
I think. Maybe. I'm giving too much credit to one person. I don't know if that's who said it. But somebody in the interview said, if you look at it, right, you can go back in history. It said that Malcolm X was going to, I mean, Martin Luther King was going to make it. But they smothered him in in the in the hospital. Facts. This is. I don't know. If that's I'm facts, gonna say this again. This is our opinion, and <laughs> this is not. But this is not factual. We yes. don't know the facts. We were not there. We were not born. Uh, again, I'm gonna shout out my man Scott. You know what's crazy? I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna put my man Scott on a on a, on a uh, on a high seat right now. Unprocessed knowledge. I want Scott to tell us if it's facts or not, if Martin Luther King was died when he got shot or was he in the hospital? Now, my man Scott goes and do a lot of history telling and like teach search, son, he teaches something all the time. All right. That's what I'm here for. Here to teach him something. All right. As I have myself heard the rumor and I'm calling it a rumor that Dr. King was not killed by the bullet of the Remington 760 rifle that he was shot with. He was actually killed in the hospital because someone smothered him. And here's the reason why I'm calling that a rumor. There is no evidence to support this happen whatsoever. All right. There is a picture online of Dr. King sitting in a hospital bed and he appears to be uh, recovering. And people have circulated this picture as proof that the gunshot wound did not or the bullet did not kill dr king okay that picture is not dr king was shot in 1968 that picture is actually from 1958 after he was stabbed that is not the picture of him in 1968 all right so the fact that people have to circulate a picture from an incident that happened 10 years before and use that as evidence leads me to believe that there is no evidence. Right. I have no evidence that suggests that Dr. King was smothered in the hospital and that's how he really died. All right. That's called a rumor. It's called a rumor because there is no facts. We talked about facts. There's no facts to back that up. Now, if someone has proof, they can present their proof. I don't have any. Right. Here's what I do know. Dr. King was shot on the balcony of the Lorraine Hotel in Memphis, Tennessee. He was not shot with a handgun. He was not hit with an automatic rifle. He was shot from a distance with a long gun. And if anybody knows anything about long guns, those bullets can do, they do damage. Right? So it's not outside the realm of possibility to believe that, yes, Dr. King was shot and that he transitioned due to his gunshot wound. Right. They have the gun. Well, unless you're a conspiracy theorist, if you're a conspiracy theorist, then, you know, that's what you do. You, you just refute things that you're told. But we have been presented with the evidence. Of a Remington 760 long gun. Right. Which was the murder weapon. Right. So you can look that up for yourself and see what type of damage that would do. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, guys. This has been another episode of the Unprocessed Knowledge Podcast. Once again, everybody follow me on Instagram at unprocessed underscore knowledge. Check you next time. Thank <laughs> you.
But when I leave, you can remember I said with the last words on my lips that I am a revolutionary. And you're going to have to keep on saying that. You're going to have to say that I am a proletarian. I am the people. I'm not the pig. You've got to make a distinction. And the people are going to have to attack the pigs. The people are going to have to stand up against the pigs. That's what the pastors are doing. That's what the pastors are doing all over the world.